presented by the Coalition to Protect America's Regional Airports. Good morning, everyone. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Wednesday, July 12th. So much for House Republicans' plans to take up and pass the annual Pentagon policy bill this week. Instead, Speaker Kevin McCarthy is running smack into a familiar hurdle. You probably guessed it. It's a band of unhappy conservatives. Shocker there. Some members of the Freedom Caucus who shut down the House floor a few weeks ago are once again threatening to do the same thing if they don't get votes on their amendments to the defense bill. Now, McCarthy summoned some of these folks to his office yesterday and tried to urge unity, but already the speaker is acknowledging that they may have to delay the Pentagon legislation into next week because of the disagreement. Elsewhere in political news, Donald Trump is thumbing his nose at yet another major cattle call for 2024 hopefuls. That's the Friday Family Leadership Summit in Iowa, where almost every Republican who is vying for the nomination is going to be attending. Everyone except one Donald J. Trump. It's just the latest example of Trump sort of leaning on his frontrunner status to shun the traditional meet and greets that candidates typically do. He's also talking about skipping the first few GOP debates. And we have to ask, is this going to hurt him with voters, specifically GOP voters? TBD on that. For the past few months, Senator Tommy Tuberville, a Republican from Alabama, has been holding up military promotions in the Senate. His beef a new Pentagon policy that pays travel expenses for troops if they cannot obtain abortions in their state. It's all coming to a head this week. And this morning, I have my colleague, Joe Gould, who is our defense reporter and anchors our morning defense newsletter. He's here on the line with me. Good morning, Joe. Uh, Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. So you've been following this for a while now, several months, in fact. But why is it getting attention this week? It's getting attention this week because it's starting to affect the Joint Chiefs. The Marine Commandant, David Berger, ended his four-year term on Monday. But the nominee to succeed him, General Eric Smith, is one of the folks who's caught up in this delay. He's the Marine's number two officer now, but he's taking over the Marine Corps on a temporary basis because he can't get confirmed by the Senate. So... For the first time in maybe 100 years or more, the Marines have an acting commandant. And down the pike, we see the new chiefs for the Navy, Air Force, and Army, along with the replacement for Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. They're all going to be held up potentially as this whole fight drags out. And it sounds like this obviously has not only short-term implications in terms of promotions, folks getting salary increases, but also in terms of strategic planning for the country. So a lot of the military brass are frankly really concerned about this. But there's another reason that Tuberville is sort of in the news this week, and that is he made some rather stupid comments in the media saying that white nationalists are, quote, Americans, not racists. And he walked that back yesterday. How is this impacting this whole promotions hold, if at all? You know, that's not entirely clear to me. The new tactic that Democrats are trying is to drop this in Mitch McConnell's lap. And so mm-hmm. it's got to be something of a headache for him to have a member who he's got to answer for making comments, excusing white supremacy, holding up military promotions. So I would say that that's one of the things that, you know, maybe this is a way that Republicans are forced to answer for Tuberville. So I want to explore a little bit what are the possible 
sort of ends to, or solutions for this matter. Um, you had a piece a little bit ago that sort of fleshed out a number of off-ramps for Tuberville or right. for the military writ large. What do you see possible right now? Well, you know, the funny thing about that is that was a few weeks back, and I think I'm less hopeful now than we were then. Hmm. But that didn't happen. I mean, maybe... Specifically legislation related to the abortion matter? Yeah. You know, one thing that we explored was this potential that Republicans could put pressure on Tommy Tuberville. And definitely they're talking to him behind the scenes. From what we understand, Mitch McConnell's style, what we're hearing is it's not really his style to put pressure on an individual member. And so it's unclear whether that's a potential off-ramp. And to just jump in on that, do we know, like, you know, I'm thinking of a senator, Tom Cotton, who has Mm. military experience in his background, someone like Lindsey Graham, who's, you know, always been a defense hawk, somebody who wants to make sure that the Pentagon is taken care of from a budget standpoint, but also, you know, I would think promotions too. Do we know if these types of folks have confronted Tuberville behind the scenes? Is it getting acrimonious at all? My sense is that it's not acrimonious, is that they're, I think he's maybe being gently nudged or folks are trying to talk with him. I think they're trying not to back him further into a corner. You know, one possibility that I don't think we got into then that I'm hearing now is what if Chuck Schumer decided to hold the cloture votes that Tommy Tuberville is demanding? And so maybe Schumer decides to do it and then hold lawmakers over the weekend. And that's some actual leverage that maybe will inflict some pain on Republicans. Yeah, senators love their long weekends. (laughs) So if you stand between that and their weekends, who knows what could happen? (laughs) What about the possibility of the Pentagon caving on this? I think that is probably pretty unlikely. The thinking by the administration and some Democrats is that if you give in to Tuberville here, you've rewarded the tactic and you've incentivized it to be used again. Interesting stuff. Joe, thanks for joining us this morning. All right, thank you. And for the rest of your schedule today, the Senate is in, the House is in as well, and we'll be having FBI Director Christopher Wray testify before the House Judiciary Committee. The June inflation numbers are coming out, and tonight reporters will be battling lawmakers in the 15th annual Congressional Women's Softball Game. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening. Experts agree, DCA is at capacity. The airport cannot safely handle any more flights. Even so, reckless efforts by a Delta-backed group are pushing to add more flights to DCA, threatening to worsen congestion and safety concerns. Protect passenger safety and convenience and oppose changes to DCA's slot and perimeter rules by visiting www.protectregionalairports.com. Paid for by the Coalition to Protect America's Regional Airports.